Hey, we're Nathan and Zoe, and we're building the life of our dreams. From work we're passionate about to hobbies that fulfill us, we believe life's what you make it. We know life can sometimes feel lonely, so think of this podcast as a virtual conversation with your BFFs. From tips for creative entrepreneurship to navigating the messiness of life, we are here for you. We care. Welcome to the Who Cares podcast. Okay, Savannah, so we're starting now, so we're no longer friends. All of that was a ruse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like you guys. <laughs> okay, so we're on this. We're leaving that in. That's the audio yeah. clip. Of this. I don't even like y'all. It's just on replay. It's, just, it's like a 30-second loop. Um, but let me intro the podcast, really. All right, everyone. We're back today uh, with another episode. We're talking with uh, Savannah. Um, she is a an amazing filmmaker and i guess one of the cool things that that she does that probably most people that are listening to this will find super interesting is if you looked at her work you'd never be able to tell it but she films all of her weddings completely on her cell phone so we just wanted to have her on here today to discuss a little bit about that process those decisions how she feels like that decision impacts the the art that she makes and why she does that. So, Savannah, thanks for coming on. We're so happy to have you here with us. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here with you guys. And like I said before we hopped on, I just feel like I'm chatting with friends. So, I'm glad to be here with you guys. We hope it feels the same She's way. Flying. She just said she feels the way. You just said like two seconds ago you don't like it. it. We recorded that part too, Savannah. <laughs> so... So I'm curious, how did this all start? So like, I know we all, we all have iPhones, right? And if you don't have an iPhone, this is like your moment of shame, but we all have iPhones. And so like, I never would have been like, this is like my way into videography. Like, how did that happen? The only way I can explain it is like divine inspiration or divine intervention, because who would think of it? Um, but how I got started was back in 2017, I was a bridesmaid in a friend's wedding. And back in 2017, wedding video was still very much seen as a luxury, not a necessity. Um, in our market here in Southwest Missouri, it was definitely like not a huge thing. If you had a videographer at your wedding here in town, um, you didn't have a ton of options and they were going to be expensive. Like, Ooh, yeah, you got a video. So most people didn't have it. Um, I've loved video all of my life. And this was about the turn, though, where people were like, man, maybe I do want a wedding film, but can't afford it. So like I said, divine inspiration, intervention, whatever it was, we were out there at the wedding day. And I just thought I should go around with my iPhone and like make a little wedding film for her. You know, sneak around, not tell her what I'm doing. Um, and I had a basic knowledge of what was I using iMovie. Um, yeah. So I just threw it together on iMovie for her and surprised her on her honeymoon. And she like freaked out. Um, and that was on my iPhone seven. So (laughs) iPhone seven gang, that was a good time. Um, anyways, so then fast forward a year later and one of the bridesmaids that was also in that wedding, we ran into her at Hobby Lobby like the eve of her wedding day. She's like running around, running late to her rehearsal, picking up last minute things. And she just so happens to mention, I'm already regretting not getting a wedding videographer. But like, 
obviously it's too late now. What would I do? And I was like, I don't have anything better to do tomorrow. Like, how would you feel about me just showing up with my phone and just capturing something for you? Like, it's better than nothing, right? You know, you don't have to pay me. I'll stay out of the way. Um, And she was like, oh, my gosh, like, if you would do that, that'd be great. So I did it. I didn't have like any gear at this point. Obviously, it's just me and my iPhone. Um, edit that video together. It gets posted on Facebook and my DMs started to blow up because no one had seen really an affordable, like what looked like could be an affordable wedding video option. So people were like, oh my gosh, I'm getting married and I have a really small budget. Like, could you come and film my wedding too? And I looked at my husband and I was like, I think I accidentally just started a business and I guess I'm going to be filming weddings on my iPhone. It never really occurred to me that I wanted to get a camera. I was really interested in filming on the iPhone. Um, And we can talk more about that as the interview goes on. But, um, you know, it kind of shifted from in the beginning, I never thought to upgrade to anything more to now it's like I intentionally don't. Um, So yeah, that's kind of how it all started. Basically just doing favors for friends and it was very much on accident. That's amazing. That is awesome. It's funny too, though, because like, I think for most people that work in the wedding industry, at least as kind of photographers slash videographers, a lot of us kind of find this path like accidentally, like no one, like most people don't seek it out. Like, honestly, you know, me and Zoe are from like a, like a small town and we've mentioned this before, like you don't grow up with people saying like, you know what you should do when you grow up is like become a wedding photographer because- that's where that's what everyone thinks you should do and but like it's funny because we just kind of all like kind of just fall into it and but there's something so magical about being a part of weddings and there's something so different about doing it than there is just about doing anything else and it and it's so cool I don't really know there's a question in this just kind of a general observation but you know it's so funny and so you're like I kind of just did it and then I kind of just did it again and it was awesome and it reminds me of like our very first well one of the early weddings that we did we um she didn't have a videographer and we were very early in like photography and so we got the broad idea that we could do video and photo for her we didn't tell her right so we were like we're just going to like get little snippets throughout the day and we'll put it together and we'll use her uh, first dance song, which we did license. So then Facebook took the music away. Then you've done that. Did not know. Jay all day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We were like not aware what licensing was. I was like, I don't really understand. I didn't sell this to anybody. So it should be. You learn um... quick, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so um, we put it together. We gave her her pictures and we gave her the video and it's it's like we watch the video now and we're like mm, cringe right like it's Dude, definitely not we like, didn't we didn't know what we were doing we didn't even really know how to use the video functions on our camera the entire wedding is filmed in 120 frames a second so it's like super slow-mo the entire day that is like, super slow-mo like yeah 60 frames per second is good slow-mo so that's like double this was like our cameras had a 120 like that you know where it slows it down like in camera for you rather than having to like slow it down in post so like 
it's coming through like as slow motion, like when you watch it back. On the bright side, being handheld, buttery smooth. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I just. <laughs> so anyway, she like to this day every year repo reposts her video. Honestly, I don't even know if she reposts her pictures, but I know I see that video every year. And it's so funny to me because it's like, man, like we didn't really think that much of it. We went ahead and did it. We thought, you know, she might like it and she didn't have anything else. So it's like, what's there to lose? But it's like, it's a special day. Like they wanted it recorded and that was the only thing they had other than the pictures. But, you know, that shows like the movement and emotion. And so it's just really neat how you can just do that that is cool yeah i um i find that i feel like a lot of us in the industry whether we're photo or video or whatever a lot of us start by like doing favors or just like oh like let me just do this for you you know kind of coming from a place of a servant's heart and I think that's important because in our industry, I think you have to lead with like your heart and an attitude of service. Otherwise, um, things can go south pretty quickly. I think you truly have to love serving people because if you're just there to like take a pretty picture, um, you know, that's not what it's all about. And I think, um, you know, Nathan, you mentioned there's just like a magic or something about a wedding day. And I think that's where part of it comes from. Me and Zoe talk about it literally all the time because we talk about weddings all the time. But there's something so cool about weddings because you're thrown into these like extreme moments of like intimacy for other people. So it's like me and Zoe, you know, we we try to get to know our couples as well as we possibly can before the wedding day. But essentially, the longest they've known us is a year and they've had four or five, you know, good conversations with us before their wedding day. But we're all of a sudden thrown in the middle of people that they've known for their entire lives, family and friends and everything that have just been a part of what they're doing for forever. And so when a person's surrounded by that many people that are that, that they're that close to, it's like they can't help but be themselves and so you get this really really cool opportunity to go from complete stranger to close like friend like overnight it's like you have to get thrown into the middle of it and then like fill in all the details later and I think like for me anyways like that's just one of my favorite things about weddings overall and you know a question that comes to mind like talking about that too is is I think like filming with your phone and I remember when we were on Tom's podcast together you talked about this a little bit is it really gives you you know everybody you said everybody has a cell phone on that and it really gives you this even more like intimate perspective because that like barrier of big equipment in your face kind of gets eliminated and, I, and I'd love to hear kind of a little bit more about that and and how you how you feel like you work work through that. Yeah, so I think the familiarity thing is more subconscious for people, but probably what would be like the, oh, the thing everybody could like immediately agree upon that is obvious is like, look how small this is. This, you know, close up to you, 
is going to be a lot less intimidating than like camera lens just the like sheer size of my equipment in that it's small (laughs) really helps for me to get into more intimate spaces and things like that i also find that um you touched on something really important like getting to know your couples you know People aren't going to like let just let anybody into their space. They need to feel comfortable around you. So I think part of it's the iPhone. It's small. It's familiar. That might be like more of a subconscious thing. But you also have to get to know your couples, make them comfortable around you for them to allow you into their space. Because I am not going to sit here and say that a videographer with a big camera can't get into those intimate shots and things like that. That's totally a lie. At that point, it would be them, you know, the couple feels comfortable with them being in like their safe, intimate space. And so if you're a person that is getting married, I mean, I would highly recommend, I don't know how many like engaged people listen to your podcast, but I would just say like, whenever you're looking to hire people for your media team, photo and video, make sure you are like really vetting who you and your spouse are going to feel comfortable around, like both of you is very important um so yeah i think it's like part equipment and then part the person which is like part of my whole thing about my business is that it's not all about the equipment you know my value as a videographer and a creator is not going to come from the price tag that's in my hand you know whether i'm shooting on my 1200 iphone or a red camera well, Miles jokes that I have the only iPhone that has a built-in red camera in it. Um, maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. I'll never tell. Um, but anyways, sorry. I I feel like I can get chatty and go down a rabbit hole. So you have to rein me in. But um, yeah, I do feel like my couples allow me that intimacy with them. Partly because the size of my equipment is smaller. And then also because I really make an effort to like get to know them and serve them. Well, I think even just talking to you, like you're a very easy person to talk to. So I can absolutely see why they would feel so comfortable and be willing to let you in. Well, thank you. I try. <laughs> and <clears throat> sorry. Um, and with, like you said, like with your equipment and everything, you talked at the beginning, you said, you know, that at first you just never had the thought that you would get a big camera. Like you were just doing these like favors for people when you had your phone. And now it's like, this intentional choice that you like choose to stick with and what would you say like what what would you say like your biggest benefit is to shooting the way that you do now would it be that that small form factor that you feel like allows you to come in are there other benefits that you feel like you know give you an an advantage over you know possibly upgrading or I don't want to call it upgrading because your work's incredible but switching to a different system You know, I would say that has to be a huge thing for me Uh, and kind of my, I don't want to say my platform in a type of way that makes it sound like, oh, I've got a million followers if people look up to me. Like, I don't want it to sound like that, but kind of the direction that my platform is going is a little more education. And I really love the low barrier to entry that is shooting on your iPhone. Because the thing is, is that if someone is interested in creating films, they could go out um i listen i'm big on not shooting in the native camera app of iphone i shoot in filmic pro so 
they could download Filmic Pro and then go outside and start shooting. I mean, what other filmmaker could say that? You know, they're going to go on B&H and they're going to research cameras and then they're going to buy the camera and wait for the shipping and set it up and get lenses and all that stuff. You can literally go outside. Um, and so I think that is a cool thing as far as like with the education standpoint and teaching people the power of the tools that they have in their pocket. And then the topic of like overconsumption in our society is a whole other thing and just the need to like upgrade to the newest best biggest most expensive thing and that's where your worth comes from that's a whole nother topic um so as far as like for a wedding day i would say the size my equipment it's small it's lightweight i can run around like a crazy woman because i am a crazy woman um i can have like multiple backups of my equipment because it's affordable um I don't get sick to my stomach whenever people ask for like equipment recommendations because I can be excited and say, oh my gosh, you have to get this lens and it's a hundred bucks. Like, can you believe you can get a lens for a hundred bucks for your iPhone? It's going to look incredible. So, and then my other thing for not upgrading now is just kind of to prove a point. I didn't really realize I was a stubborn person that as soon as people started telling me that I needed to upgrade, I'm like, no. Nope. Now we're on a mission. <laughs> so, uh, that sounds like me. That's yeah. a lot for that answer, but. Oh, no. I think, and I think that's a really cool point, though, because it's like at this point, you're like, you, like you said, you know, you get to be a little bit stubborn and be like, no, you know, actually, like I can create something like absolutely incredible and like, and like prove like, hey, like it's not, it's not about the equipment. Like as long as you have the know how and, everything it's like you know there might be certain like technical limitations to the stuff that i'm using over something else but hey like i have the knowledge in order to be able to create you know apart from that to anything really yep and like we kind of talked about like there's also benefits to like using your phone so it really is just like about your talent overall um and like people being able to see your work and know like okay she's awesome she's absolutely capable of like capturing my day yeah and i think it's really cool that like you got started in this like when you did because you kind of get the opportunity to be on like the leading edge because like you know i'm sure in like 2017 like when you first first did this it's like no there was bare like like you said like videography wasn't even as big as it is now and there definitely wasn't anybody filming anything on their phone but like phone cinematography has become like a bigger and bigger and bigger thing over the past few years and you know i've even seen about like people now that are hiring you know videographers as well as people with phones to come and video stuff for their wedding because they want that like people are so used to videoing stuff on their phones now be, there there is this level of like comfort to those videos and so it gets to be this totally different feeling than you know than the other the other videos do and i've you know heard of couples bringing in people just to be able to film that and i think it's really awesome that that you stuck with it and you get the opportunity to kind of be on like the leading edge of of this like that this, this thing that's happening i know so, several i'm sorry zoe you go ahead no you mm -hmm. go ahead I was just going to say, I know several people kind of like who you're talking about, they'll bring in people with iPhones. Um, and I'm not dismissing this at all. So do not like take it this way. They're there to like shoot content, like TikToks, reels and stuff. 
so fun. Uh, for a fat minute, I even thought about doing more stuff like that because you can make a whole lot of money doing that for, I mean, like I said, not trying to dismiss it, but whenever you're comparing it to video, it's a lot less work yeah. than like putting a full wedding film together. Um, so totally not dismissing it. I don't know of anyone else that is like doing it to the caliber I'm doing it where I'm like trying to keep up with the big dogs and like make films to where you can't tell the difference. Um, and I thought of analogy an analogy while you were talking about me like switching and stuff like that. And you, you hit the nail on the head. You said the industry is becoming so big and it's so true. Companies like Bscript and Moment are like leading the way and creating so many resources and so much equipment and stuff for us to use. Um, I haven't even personally been able to try all of the equipment that there is for iPhone filmmaking. And so the analogy that popped in my head was like, I'm sitting here eating a bowl of ice cream and I'm just loving it. It's getting better with every single bite. I'm like getting close to the bottom, but there's still quite a bit for me to get get into and people are like we need to take this bowl of ice cream away from you and you need to go find something else it's like no like this is so good and I haven't even like hit the top of it yet you know and I'm saying there's still so much for me to learn and improve upon and discover and like I really think I can push this iPhone thing to its like limits and I haven't gotten there yet so that tells me I need to keep going um, so that's a big thing that keeps me going is I know that I can get more and more and more out of this. Like how far can I push this thing? I love, I love the passion that you talk about it with, because like, you know, like for Zoe and I, you know, we did not go the phone route. You know, we definitely have our equipment choices that we have, but you know, I think there's something to be said about someone who is, is doing this and has this like passion to be like at the top of like whatever it is that they're doing. And, you know, I just think it's really neat that you just decided like, no, like, like this is going to be like my thing. And like you said, like, you know, a lot of what these other people are doing is different and you don't know anyone that's, that's doing iPhone wedding videography the way that you're doing. And I, that is so true because it's like, even as like the mobile, like cinematography scape grows and grows, it's like, I don't know really anyone other than you that has taken it and been like, I'm going to apply this to weddings. Like there's plenty of people that are doing like really awesome video stuff on their phones, like outside of the wedding space. But it's just like, like, I think what you're doing is, is so unique. And I just, I don't know how, uh, what to do other than just like applaud you for, for <laughs> doing that. Cause it's really, it's really, really cool. Like, that's all I know what to say is that it is really, really cool. So, like, with the education, are you thinking to teach people just um, on weddings or just videography in general with your iPhone? Probably videography in general, kind of, um, like, I have a TikTok page, and I, like, pop off on TikTok. I love TikTok. Um, so, I do a lot of, like, education stuff on there. There are people who are genuinely interested in iPhone filmmaking. I think a lot of people never thought of it as a legitimate thing before like oh well yeah your iphone takes videos but oh you can make a film from it okay now i'm intrigued how do i do that so breaking down my gear um talking about filmic pro just getting over the mindset that like 
you can't do this because it's not a big camera. You got to get that out of your head and think of like, okay, yeah, this is going to present me unique challenges. That's not a reason to like push the phone aside and go drop five grand. Let's take the time to like figure this out. Every problem can be solved. That's like, I still have problems with the iPhone that I haven't solved yet. I'm sure there's other videographers who have problems with their big equipment that they're solving. It's just a problem that's working to be solved. There's a lot of problems that I have had that I've learned to solve. I'm really proud of myself for that. And I think that's what has made my work what it is today. Um, but like, it's not just weddings. Um, reels, TikTok is king right now. Businesses need to be pushing out higher quality content, higher quality video than ever before to just like make it onto the For You page, onto the Reels page, whatever. Um, I actually shot content for a, it was a bride, but then she started her own business. I shot content for her. She never asked me back to shoot content for her because while she was there, she asked me questions. What lens do you use? How do you do it? And stuff like that. Just from me kind of walking her through and showing her what I do, how easy it is. She went and bought that equipment and now she's shooting content for herself. And it looks incredible. I'm like, seriously, so many people can do this. Little barrier to entry cost-wise. If you just take the time to like learn the knowledge and apply it. So I think this could apply to so many people, business owners, um, people who are like family vloggers or TikTok channels. Um, people who do travel videos. Um, there's so many people who could benefit from just knowing how to use what's already in their pocket a lot better. So that's kind of where I'm leaning more on the education side. Now, I don't know if I would be the one to teach people about weddings. I think there's a lot of people I learned from videographers who obviously aren't iPhone videographers. A lot translates to the phone. I mean, really, the biggest difference is just that I'm filming on my phone and they're filming on a camera, but I'm still filming 10-bit color. I'm still filming in log. I'm still making sure my shutter speed is correct. I'm still making sure that my exposure is dialed in. I'm still color grading. I'm still doing all of these things that all the big name videographers are doing, or even not just big name, like any videographer should be doing these things. Um, so yeah, I don't know about weddings. I wouldn't be against it, but I'm not going to say I'm the best person to teach about weddings, but, um, I could sure teach you a lot about how to film on an iPhone. <laughs> it's funny. Cause you're like, you know, you're on TikTok, And so anyone seeing you talk about your education, it's like, Hey, you already have the tool. Like you already have what you need. Like if you're watching this video right now, you have what you need to like start doing this. So yeah. Yeah, there, so here's a fun little, like, tip. I think I've talked about this on TikTok once or twice, but you guys will get, like, this exclusive tip, I guess. Ooh. So, and this is, like, super cool. So, in Filmic Pro, you have a way that you can change the lenses that you're shooting on. You know, you've got your wide lens, your tele lens, all of that already built into your phone. Literally, the lens that I shoot on for a wedding day, like, 95% can be emulated with the tele lens that is built into the iPhone. I can't tell much of a difference between putting my lens on and then switching to the tele lens in Filmic Pro. So when I talk about low barrier to entry, I mean, I'm not kidding. Download the app and then flip on the tele lens in Filmic Pro and you have got 
a great a great start. I've actually had a wedding. This was a couple years ago, and the bride knows about this, so I feel com- comfortable talking about it. Where um, I dropped my equipment on a wedding day. I had just got my monopod. I love Manny, my monopod. He's used and abused <laughs> and loved by all. Um, well, what I didn't know at the time, because he was brand new and he was just a baby, was um, that he has a mind of his own, and he doesn't like to stand on his own little three legs. Um, so I propped him up with all my stuff. I had just gotten my ND filter lens on my rig, on my monopod. Well, it fell over and busted. Um, my, my lens, everything busted off of my case. Um, it was the beginning of the wedding day. So I had to like go back to my roots and I wasn't shooting with a lens. I wasn't shooting with an ND filter, nothing. But you know what saved me? Was turning on the tele lens in Filmic Pro. That is the only thing that saved me. Um, so yeah, you don't even have to have some of the equipment that I talk about. It's just like, okay, when you're ready to go to the next level, when you're ready to push it a little bit farther and things like that, but you absolutely have to get started with where you're at because that is, you need to like build the foundation and then build upon it. I think that's so important just for like anybody who like wants to do something creative in, in any space really, but like. You know, you can always look out there and there's always going to be people that have, you know, more expensive equipment than you. But, you know, that doesn't that doesn't disqualify you from like creating like really, really cool stuff. Um, You know, like, you know, Zoe and I, like I said, we're never like phone photographers, but we started out our photography career shooting on, you know, when we first started photographing weddings, we we did it on the the X-T3s for forever. And it's funny because even that you know, their crop sensors. And so like, it's amazing how many people like disqualified you as a professional photographer for like not shooting full frame. You're like, this doesn't, this doesn't make sense. Like I can create the same level of work that you're creating with, with what I have here. But it's so funny that like, it's like, and you never even tried this. It's so funny how people just jump to the thing and then just instantly disqualify what you're doing, even though they never even like gave it a shot. Yeah. Um, and I guess we did. We saw that all the time where um, if someone was making a post that they needed a second shooter or anything, it was like, yeah, but you have to have like this, like a uh, certain camera, uh, camera brand or whatever. Like, Or it has to be full frame or it has to be this. It's like, I'm not going to let you come. And it's like, so you're going to hi- like you're going to hire someone whose portfolio is not as strong as mine just because they have a different camera than me. But <laughs> Did yep. you um, have any, like, pushback from clients with, like, with, did they all know immediately that you were shooting on your phone? Or was it, like, did any of them ever find out after and then get confused or anything? So, I would say, because my, na- my name's a girl on her phone. So, like, most people pick it up from that. There's been a couple who, you know, didn't. Um, so, let's go back to the very beginning when I started. No push pushback from my clients at all. They loved what I was doing. And I mean, I was kind of doing them a solid because I was affordable. And for a long time, I was that better than nothing option. You know, I was just like, I'm just glad to be here. And they're like, we're just glad you're here, you know, kind of thing. It was like a very low pressure situation. And I just loved it. Um, Now, pushback from people in the industry you betcha um people that i would work with on a wedding day mostly would be positive 
but sometimes a little bit of a side eye like oh like is this a legitimate thing like do you know what you're doing and you know no one would ever come out and just say it but like you can kind of tell I'm definitely like a read between the lines kind of person I can pick up energies I'm a Christian woman I'm not like doing witchcraft or anything but you know what I mean (laughs) pick up like you know what I mean you can pick up people energy sense the vibes yes i'm yeah they're sending me vibes and i'm picking them up and no um (laughs) so the biggest compliment though is whenever i've been on a consultation call maybe two or three times and i'll just like happen to mention oh yeah my iphone i just upgraded or this or something and they go wait you are not telling me you literally do all this on your iphone and I was like, yeah. They're like, we never would have been able to tell by watching your work. Do not care. Um, your videos were the only one that like made my fiance's cold heart melt and made him cry. Um, so we don't care what you shoot it on. But like, that's so cool that you do. Um, I don't think I've ever had any anyone on a wedding day not be on the same page. Maybe just like bridal party when I'm setting up. They're kind of like what is that? That's not your phone. Is that your phone? Things like that. And then it's kind of more of a inquisitive, uh, like excitement, but really the only negative pushback that I've gotten from people is people in the industry, but not to be cocky whenever I'd be like, no, why don't you just go look at my work before, you know, like, look, it's a legitimate thing. They usually would be singing a different tune afterward they're like okay not what i was expecting that looks better than i thought (laughs) it stinks so yeah it it does stink to have to like validate it like that but with that like you say like people in the industry are you talking like and i'm just curious like do you have like many issues with like wedding photographers like on the day like the photographers that you're working weddings with like acting differently because of of how you should i know like you know, there's things with videographers and photographers to begin with sometimes. So, but I'm just curious if you've ever had any photographers that you just felt like acted like off because of, of what, how you were shooting. I definitely, I've, I've been really, really fortunate with the people that I've worked with in our industry. So I don't want to sit here and act like, oh my gosh, every time I show up to a wedding, I just have to like fight for the right to (laughs) be taken seriously because (laughs) 99% of the time, people either already know me or they're very open-minded and they're willing to go look at my work or just like take my word for it. Or like, you know, trust the couple that also hired them thinking, okay, if I'm good enough for them, she must be good enough for them too. Um, Like I said, a couple vibes have been picked up along the way. As I've become a little more seasoned and I don't want to act like I'm some kind of like old veteran, this is my fourth full wedding season. So I'm a little bit under my belt, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I, I don't want to like bash the photographers that I've worked with because like I said, 99% of them so supportive of me and videographers so supportive of me think it's cool what I'm doing. Have I experienced some of that? Yes. But like for the most part, I've been super fortunate. So while I feel like that gets highlighted a lot when I talk to people, it's like, oh, have you received pushback? And I'm like, yes, people act like this. I feel like 
it's also important for me to highlight that most people aren't like that and that like I love the people in our industry and like how we all make room for each other. I do think the people in our industry are pretty open-minded and I love that. Like just for the most part and especially like you know like we know each other from like the photoco group and it's like that's a really open-minded like group of people as far as like doing and trying new things so and the cool thing is like we are all creating and we are all using whatever the heck we want to and like i don't know there really is something about choosing your gear and just being like this is it and i'm going to make the absolute most out of this and it was it was like that with the ST threes. Um. I mean, I guess like like we talked about earlier too, like you know this conversation, like you talking about like you know choosing to like you know use your iPhone and and everything. It's like you have to use the equipment that's going to like inspire you. And I can tell like hearing you talk about it, like you know in using your phone, you feel inspired to be able to be like you know what, like I created this and like I did it like with my phone like there's something like extra you get to like have like that feeling of creating like from using your your phone to create it and it's like you get that with everything you use zoe mentioned the xt3s or like you know like me and zoe one of the cameras like we use now a lot like doesn't have autofocus like we don't use any like for 80 percent of the wedding day zoe and i don't use autofocus and like i know most photographers would like flip their lid if they had that same like situation but it lets us create images that we really 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 love and it's different and I think doing like whatever that is to like put your own stamp on your work is super important whether it's that or like here lately me and Zoe have gotten into like I've been shooting quite a bit on like these like random like film cameras like I have a little Olga back there it's like $35 plastic camera off of Amazon and it's just like you have to pick equipment that's going to like inspire you to create the work that you want sometimes it's even more exciting because you're like heck yeah I just did that I just did that on this thing especially like with the phone it's like I just did that on this thing all of y'all have but I did (laughs) yeah like honestly it's just like you know the fact that like you have like you pretty much created this new space right like it's like you're really the only one doing this and it's crazy if there's more people please find me and message me because i want more people to do this (laughs) i want people in my you're just you're i know you said you were gonna you weren't gonna go for the wedding education savannah but i think you have to i think you have to build your own little wedding iphone tribe of people so I, I need with you with you as their leader just going forth to film iphone with i actually think it would be so amazing because we we've been talking about education over the past um few months and just kind of like where we wouldn't take education and for me i was like man there's so many times like i i uh, used to work at a doctor's office and a lot of the times people would say like oh man like i wish i could just make some extra money and it's like especially like single moms and stuff it's like if i can teach you how and like you said this like low barrier of entry like if i can teach you how to do this and you can make extra money like it's so amazing and so i mean it's you should do that and and, that, and you can sign me up 
Oh my gosh. Well, I'm teaching a workshop in Springfield on April 8th. <laughs> if you want to come. Um, Springfield's where is that? Missouri. Oh, Springfield, okay. Missouri. That's where she lives. No, she lives I live in Missouri. In but yeah, I live in Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Not in oh. Springfield, but in Missouri. Yeah. Springfield. It would be oh, a drive for you guys. Yeah. Probably like seven, eight hours at least. Not worth it, guys. Not worth it. Um, you can video me in. Okay, y'all. I'll be like, we have a, you know, a virtual learner. <laughs> yes. Uh, Do you see so, those little iPad robots that they use? Like, it's just yes. so like rolling around on the little like <laughs> iPad robot. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just some things that came to mind from like you guys talking was, do you guys shoot Fuji? What do you guys shoot? We shoot Fuji. Yeah. So like that would be the same equivalent of if I shot Canon or Sony and you guys were like, why don't you get a Fuji? Like come over here. Like it's so much better. But I was like cool with the stuff I was making with the Canon. Like there's really no difference. I feel like no one, like people feel comfortable saying it to me because people look down on this. But like no one would ever say that to like, so not seriously anyway. I know people in photo code joke all the time about like, oh, drink the Fuji Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? But there's too many Fuji users in that group. So it's like a little Fuji cult in there. I felt it too. Like um, it's funny because like, even sometimes it's rare, but we have had clients like ask us like, what gear do we use? And it's like, for me, it's always like, well, if you like my work, then it should Does be. it matter? Right. But it's like, like, I think a lot of times it's like they're Googling, like, what questions do I ask? Like when I'm hiring someone and that's one of them. And so, um, I, I mean, we've definitely noticed it. Or even going to shoots together, like styled shoots with other people, they're like, oh, Fuji. And it's yeah. like, yes, Fuji. But it, we enjoy it. We love it. It just feels right to us. Mm-hmm. It, same thing with the iPhone. It just feels like, and it, like, not to get all like weird, but it feels like so natural to me when I hold it in my hands, when I'm looking at it, when. I'm moving my whole body, holding my equipment. Like it all just feels like it's an extension of me, which when we're capturing weddings, isn't that really what we're doing is we're just like documenting what we're seeing from our perspective in the best possible way that we can. Um, Another thing I thought of when we were talking about low barrier to entry and like more people coming on and doing wedding filmmaking um, with their iPhones is you guys know a lot of people don't know. It's kind of one of those things you don't know until you know. Um, wedding days are not just about gear. There are like social, emotional, mental dynamics that you have to learn how to navigate problems that you need to learn how to solve, um, that have nothing to do with the gear that you're shooting relationships. I mean, literally so many things that go into a wedding day, like 95% of I think, yeah. I mean, I would venture to say like that that is more that is that is wedding photography and videography like it isn't people a good experience that's what people leave the wedding with a good taste in their mouth about you isn't like how amazing of a 4k video you produced for them but like how comfortable you made them feel on their wedding day how you helped their mom when no one else was around like how whenever they were crying in the corner because of something like you were there or Hey, you solved you solved a problem they didn't even know that they had. Just anything like that is what is going to give people a good experience because the fact of the matter is 
there's a lot of people who can make a really pretty wedding film. There's a lot of people. So that's why whenever I argue, like, it's not just about the gear you're using, but it's the person behind it. That's kind of what I'm talking about. So if it could get someone into the door of a wedding faster to start getting those hand-on experiences, I wouldn't even be mad if they were like, hey, this is temporary until I can save up money to buy a camera and not be in debt. I would say pop off, sis. Do it. That would be a great way because you're in there like learning social, emotional skills and things like that. So I think it doesn't have to be the end all be all for someone like it is for me. Um, I just thought of that and I don't feel like that is talked about a lot in our industry, um, like those dynamics of a wedding day. Yeah, I think like that's kind of stuff like really is like super, super important because it's like you as a wedding photographer, like we mentioned at the beginning, you're you're going into this like really like intimate day, kind of like as as a stranger. And there is, you know, we had this we actually had this conversation on the um kind of on the podcast a little bit a few weeks ago when we were interviewing another photographer because we were talking about how uh wedding weddings, you know, people use the the, the saying like they're the happiest days of your life. And it's like, well, they are because you're celebrating something really cool, but there's so many emotions that happen on a wedding day. Like you're going to be really stressed out, you know? And he, um, he used the analogy of, it was like this arch because there's like this tension that builds like at the beginning of the day leading up to the ceremony. And that's kind of like where all the tension happens. And then it gets to dissipate as you like celebrate into the reception. But you know, wedding days, you know, even though we say like they're the happiest days, they really have so many more layers to them than I feel like people want to give them credit for. And as photographers and videographers learning how to navigate that in order to document the day, you know, naturally and truthfully is is really I feel like where the real skill is at. It's learning to read those relationships and everything like that. And it's like, you can have whatever gear you want, and if you can read those relationships and and treat people better than than other people, the work you create is going to be amazing. Because you know, the people they'll the the people will know that like you truly photographed or videoed them because you cared about the right things. You get what I mean. Um, well, I was I was just thinking something. Oh, man, I lost my train of thought. You were so good. I just like had all these thoughts. I'm like, yes, agreeing with like everything that you're saying. Um, yeah, no, totally agree. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I mean, and honestly, I feel like this is one of the more just like honest conversations we've had on here. And it's really cool. Um, me and Zoe, you know, we eat, sleep breathe wedding photography like this is what we do so i think the fact that like we're married and like we're both like equally addicted to this it just like consumes our lives um i remember what i was gonna say you said that and it reminded me i joke with my couples almost almost every couple i have that you know we'll be there on a wedding day you know there's higher tension times on a wedding day than others and in one of those higher tension times i'll say just so you know today's probably not the happiest day of your life and they just kind of look at me like what and I'm like it's gonna be tomorrow but tomorrow is gonna be the happiest day of your life and also it's kind of sad if 
tomorrow, I don't say this, but I'm just thinking of this now as I'm talking about it with you guys. I would never say this to a couple. It's almost sad if like tomorrow isn't the best day of your life because you're like waking up with your person. You're married. This huge weight is lifted off. Like if your wedding is more exciting than your marriage, I'm a little sad for you, I think, you know, so, but you know, all of my, I'm blessed to have couples that are like in love and the best and just most genuine people. And you can just kind of see like this weight lift off their shoulders when they realize like, oh my gosh, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and like not have the stress of all of this. Like this is so fun and cool, but like tomorrow I'm going to be with my person and the day after that and the day after that. And like, we get to start our lives together. So anyways, that's just a fun little thing I throw out to my couples and it usually, I feel like helps lift a little bit of the tension. That's just naturally there on a wedding day because there is a lot. I think it probably helps them so much because you are told a lot of the time that it is the happiest day of your life. And I think it's so like relieving to hear like, hey, it doesn't have to be that. Like you want to enjoy it. You want to have the best time ever, but like this is a celebration of all of those moments put together and then those moments that are still to come. And so it's, it's weddings are this neat thing because what, and, and I literally, I told someone this last night when we were on a consult call, it's like, you're celebrating the journey that got you to this point. You know, like the wedding day is not the most important day because really it's like it's all those days that led up to you getting to this day and you're celebrating that and you're also celebrating the fact that you're now committing to do that for forever and so it's like you know it's like the wedding day is kind of like a like a monument to those moments and and I was saying it because like you know as wedding photographers it's like you know we always talk about you know how we want to create photos that feel like our couple and feel like truthful and that they can really see themselves in their images and it's because it's like i want you to be able to look at those images and even though you didn't have someone there necessarily to document all of these things that you've been through leading up to the wedding i want you to be able to look at your images and remember those moments because those are the moments that made your relationship. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why photo and video work so beautifully together. Cause I think there's elements with video and why I would argue, like, it's so important to have a videographer because there are ways that you can, you know, honor and incorporate the past leading up to this day through audio interviews, family members, like however else you just like can't, I'm not discounting wedding photography. I would say like, if you had to choose one, obviously photos, but like there are ways that you can supplement some of those things that could be lost or not be able to highlight it through photos with video, which I think is so cool whenever a couple decides like it's worth the investment to have both. Um, and yeah, that's part of my favorite part of the storytelling is like what led us to this moment. Like I have a thing on my Instagram I posted that was like, documenting weddings is hard. And if you guys don't mind, let me read it so I don't misquote myself because <laughs> I'm so good that I would misquote my own. <laughs> but I said, you get six to 12 hours to tell the story of the past one to 100 years in five to 12 minutes. Yeah. Speaking of films, you know, obviously... Yeah. Five to 12 minutes applies to wedding film scrolling through a, like gallery takes longer or however long it takes them but 
Like it's really such a heavy and like very special thing that we're entrusted with to document. And photo and video have two very different ways that we can do that. I don't think anyone would be like, oh, you can you can interchange one with the other. Nope. We have totally different different ways of doing things. You know what I mean? I don't think you can and definitely not interchange them. And it's funny because like, you know, like Zoe and I, we don't have a wedding video from our wedding day. Um, we just, I mean, at the time we, we didn't have one, but it's like going back and seeing like some of our couples now's wedding videos and stuff. It's like, they really do give you something that it's like, no matter how hard I try, it's like, I can't, I can't give you that through your photos. It's like when you're, when your grandpa gave that toast at the reception and now you have this recording of his voice that can live on forever. It's like my photos can't give you that. It's like, and while I might be able to, you know, because, and, uh, I don't remember if you mentioned it on this podcast or if we, we saw it when we were, I think we saw it when we were looking through some of your stuff before we got on here, you talked about how like in photos you can hide things, but in video it's a lot harder to hide things that are happening on a wedding day. Yeah, that's and it's a little like BSing video. Yeah, no. It's like I can it's like as a photographer, it's like I just need like I can capture like any like if I time it right, any micro emotion that you feel. Like, if I can snap that picture at the right moment, it's like I can have that moment held forever. But that, like, movement and that, like, life that video gives, it's like, that's what I can't give you. And I think that's why it's so important to have both of those things. Absolutely. Yeah, I've seen, um, not knocking this, I'm just saying, like, grooms who don't naturally cry, it's totally fine. I tell my grooms, you don't have to cry. But if you feel like it, you can't hold it in because then you look like you're in pain. And it's not cute for anybody. You look constipated. You look constipated. So we're, you know, I just, I, I like make a pact with all my grooms. I'm like, this is the deal we're making right now. And usually it like kind of makes them laugh, whatever. Um, you know, we'll be doing the first look. The groom's not naturally a crier. Totally fine. I, um, I usually will also have that conversation with my couples to take the, uh, weight and expectation off of the groom to cry because, I think all it does is it makes them more nervous than they already are. And some guys just naturally aren't criers. Uh, I love this. So I love this point. I really love this point. I don't think that like we've never really talked about that, but like that does put a lot of pressure on them. And you know why? Because I see everything in videos. I see those nerves. I hear back when I have a guy mic'd up. And the guys are like, all right, man, are you ready? Oh, man, I'm just so nervous. I hope I cry. She's going to be so mad if I don't cry. That is heartbreaking to me. So that's a conversation I'll have with my couples and say, like, you don't have to cry. But if you feel like it, you have to promise me you're not going to try to suck it back. Um, so, like, I had a first look one time where um, guy's not naturally a crier. Still a super cute moment. It was very authentic to who they were. The photographer said, hey, groom. Can you just kind of like tilt your head and like put your finger up to your eye for me and close your eyes with her standing there? And he goes, yeah, okay. And does it literally looked like he was like wiping a tear away. Was not true to the moment whatsoever, but like go off. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so yeah, that would be a huge difference. And you're talking about audio. I love audio because it's what makes wedding films like 
truly an heirloom to a family and to generations to come and not just a glorified music video. Um, I do not want to knock anyone who makes wedding films that are more, you know, just music, but I would also love to have a conversation with them about why that is. I'm very open-minded. I have to be open-minded. I use my iPhone to film weddings. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's the biggest difference to me between photo and video is audio because now you see it all over Instagram. Photographers are putting GIFs together and it looks like a video. It gives the motion that, a you know, a video would give. So audio is truly the thing that like separates the two. And whenever someone in your life passes away, what are you doing? Like one of the things I know you're doing is you're going through your voicemails and you just want to hear their voice. I know for me, my grandparents were very important to me. Um, they passed away when I was younger and I would literally give anything to be able to like have a voicemail on my phone from them or something. All I have is family videos, you know, home videos. I was at a workshop on Monday and a photographer came. She is a super incredible, just queen of a woman. Her name is Sherry Holloway. She is high heeled artist on Instagram, just like legendary photographer. Talking with all of us videographers about better ways that photographers and videographers can work together. And she started the conversation by saying the other day, she had found some super low quality videos of her kids when they were younger. They're grown now. And she said the minute that she heard their little voices, she instantly broke down. And so... That is like so important to me. Audio, whenever it comes to my storytelling and stuff, kind of went down a rabbit hole with that one. But audio is another thing I could talk about all day. I'm very passionate about that when it comes to wedding days specifically, or even just storytelling in general. That is literally half of the story right there is in the audio. So that's really important to me. I believe it. And me and Zoe actually, for like a minute at one point in our photography journey, we thought we were going to become this like, married like hybrid photography video duo for like a split second um we did like three video weddings and um was not for me or us but i think it's funny because um for one the audio portions kind of is is it a lot really and, and but i remember too like something like i guess like as a photographer like it's pretty typical like if i'm doing like groomsmen pictures or like family formal pictures like you're having them go through and do like whatever it is that they're going to do and group up. And I never even thought about it. I'm sitting there like recording them and I'm just sitting there like talking through like the whole video. I'm having them cheering and I'm just talking through them cheering like I'm still going to be able to use the audio thing. I, I feel so uh, bad for my couples who buy my raw footage because I'm just like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I made I made fun of myself so much because like it's also so much worse because like when I take photos I don't know what I sound like when I'm like coaching you on like what to do or whatever but like I was like perfect perfect you're doing perfect just keep doing perfect I don't know if that's better or worse than what I do I'm literally screaming like <laughs> no, I just sound like a creepy guy, like watching from the corner. You're doing a great job. Oh, Perfect. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kiss for me. Perfect. I love it. Perfect. 
Give her a little tongue. Yeah, I yeah, like just that. Just <laughs> kiss a little more. That's awesome. <laughs> well, and here, I, you know, on the topic of audio, if I, if you guys need to shut me down, if I'm talking too much, please let me know. Another conversation that I feel is really important when it comes to wedding video, and I hear this a lot. So couples will tell me, um, oh, we're not comfortable having audio. We're super shy. You know, I don't want to hear my voice. Um, my dad is a super like hard A kind of guy. He's not going to want to be mic'd up. You know, they give me all of these things. That's not where you stop. That's where you have the tough love conversation with them that their wedding video is not just about them. It is for them 30, like it's not just for them, you know, a month after their wedding or six months or a year after their wedding. It's for them 30 years from now. It's for their grandchildren. Um, And how precious would it be for them to be able to hear mom and dad's voice, to hear great grandpa's voice? Like, are we kidding me? You know, what other, what other thing is someone going to have of all of the people that they love looking like the best they may ever look in their life, all dressed up, all polished, in such a good, happy state we're celebrating and like, hopefully everyone's healthy, like all of that kind of stuff. Like, what other time are we going to get to document their their voices and their family members like that and stuff? So, um, you know, if you're a videographer, I would challenge you with that. If someone says you know, oh, well, I'm too shy for that. Or I don't like the way that, you know, I've watched other wedding videos and I don't like hearing other people's voices. Well, it's because they're not you. They're, it's not your dad. It's not what your best friend said to you at your wedding. It's someone else. It's understandable that you don't care about that. So it's like, sometimes you just have to educate people a little bit about truly the weight that this can hold for a family true it's so true and then like it's like you may not enjoy hearing your voice recorded like i honestly like i have to go back and edit this podcast and i hate listening to myself like oh me too i can't stand it i have my southern accent and i don't like it and i wish it wasn't there most of the time (laughs) and i i don't like it but it's like with wedding videos it's like your voice may be in there but it's like that's not for you either it's like one, you'd be so glad if, like, 40 years from now, like, you can hear, like, your spouse's voice. It's like, and they're going to be so glad that, like, if at some point you're no longer there, that they can hear your voice. So, like, your voice being on there isn't for you. It's it's for everyone else. And, like, it's it's funny because I don't think people think about that when making the decision on their photography or videography for their wedding day. But it's like, you're really, truly making this decision for your family for a long time it's like i feel like one of the first like true permanent like decisions that you make for like your future family that you don't even have yet yep absolutely um so you know once once i kind of break down that conversation i have not had one couple that hasn't said wow i never thought of that okay, that's important to me now. Like, let's do it. Um, But still warning you, you're going to have to like coach my dad a little bit on why, you know, and then that's where the whole, you know, you got to learn how to like work with different dynamics and different personalities comes in on a wedding day. Um, There's just a lot you have to navigate there. Um, 
but I have never... Here's what's funny is I've, I've never really had to fight to put a mic on anyone. You shouldn't really have to fight. Um, but like the most treasured things that I've filmed have came out of a dad or a grandpa who really wasn't a fan of having a mic on him. They're so small, you forget they're even there. That's what I tell them, and it's true. You know, I'll go up to the dad and be like, oh, I'll take your mic off. He goes, oh, forgot that thing was even on me. And I know literally anyone who's done a wedding film and used a Taz cam or whatever thing you use, you've probably heard that a million times, and you're nodding like, yep, I've heard that from a 65-year-old man before many times. <laughs> so long with a lot of conversations on there, I might not want to hear. <laughs> Yep. So I joke, anything they say can and will be used against them in a court of law. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But I do listen to all of it. Um, it's entertaining. Yeah. It's it is super infinite. Yeah. I may not put it in there, but I want to know. I want to know. Um, but like how sad if we didn't just like kind of get a little uncomfortable for a second and do something a little bit out of our comfort zone. Like they wouldn't have had that once in a lifetime, non-replicable situation documented you know what i mean yeah and it's our job because for most of them it's their first time going through this so it's literally our job to educate them and like help them realize why it's so important exactly yeah so being able to like first of all know what's really important and then knowing how to educate your couples on it who like you just said they it's just like a lack of knowledge and they need education it's not like oh they're bad people or they their values don't align with mine you know they're not a right fit for me like sometimes people just need a little encouragement a little talking to a little education and then they're on the same page because if you truly believe like the things that i'm telling you i truly believe in my heart that comes across to people they're like oh like that must be true okay yeah i believe you you know what i mean and so that's the way that I think that we can communicate with our couples some of these things that they may just need a little, you know, education on. Sorry, I went on a rabbit hole there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So, well, before we do wrap up, I actually, I have one more question for you that I was kind of thinking because, you know, like from talking with you and hearing all of this, I can tell like, like your passion for like what you're doing and like how you're doing it and these things. So I'm just curious, like, like what's the, like, what's the goal right now for you? So, like, what's, like, three years from now, what does Savannah want to look back on? And, like, what do you want to see in, like, your own work and, and business? Oh, my goodness. Hmm. I want to get... Hmm. Let me think, because I want to answer this very intentionally. I want to get better at telling people's stories and being even more intentional on a wedding day, um, being there more, being present more, um, asking more questions, seeking family members out more, um, and just giving as much value as I possibly can to my clients in the eight hours that I'm there, just learning how to be more present, more intentional, ask better questions, um, you know, all of that comes with experience. As far as like numbers or anything like that, I don't really have numbers. I think I would just love to be able to find find a point in my business where I feel a good balance of what I'm doing in life. Um, you know, 
I work another job that I don't plan on quitting because it's the family business. That's a big thing. People ask me, why don't you go full time? Well, because of this job, I never plan on quitting. It's a family business. I'm a mom. I'm a busy gal. Um, balance has been something that's been really hard for me to find to the point where sometimes I get scared and thinking that I'm going to have to give this up. And I don't want to. I really don't. Can't take it full time. But I don't, I think that it's, it's a part of me that I could never see not being in my life. I'm getting better at balancing it, but I just hope three years from now, I can look back and be like, oh my gosh, you're going to learn so much. You're going to get even more efficient. You're going to be even more happy with the work that you're producing than you are now. Like anyone who knows me, it's not a secret. I'm really proud of what I make. Um, but coupled with, I have so much more to learn that I'm excited to figure out. Um, so yeah, I just hope I can look back in three years and say like, wow, I learned so much. Look back on my old work with fondness because I don't look back three years from now at my work and cringe. I look back with fondness and I look back with kind eyes. I hope I can still do that three years from now. Um, and yeah, so find balance and just be even better on a wedding day because once that wedding day is gone, it's gone. So I want to be able to learn more about how to make the most of it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think that hopefully that's everyone's, at least one of the goals of everyone that's listening to this, because it's like, that should be your goal. Your goal should be like to be the most present person that you can be for these people's wedding days, because they're inviting you into something truly special. And like you, you really owe them that to be there and be that person on their wedding day and be all the things that you talked about previously, like that person that's willing to educate them and help them, you know, create this thing that's, that's going to live on for a long time for their family. Because, you know, honestly, you know, if people are getting, you know, as people are getting married and for the first time, you know, at 25, 26, whatever it is, it's like, it's like they haven't been through the wedding process. And, and it's funny too, because like me and Zoe were pretty young when we first started photographing weddings, we barely started our family at the time. And it's like this stuff that we're photographing for other people becomes more and more important for us over time. And so it should be all of our goals to be that person that can guide them and show them just how important this is going to be later on in life. But I, Everything you said was awesome, Savannah. I know you, you kept saying you were going off on all of your, your rabbit holes, but <laughs> every single point was amazing. And I, I'm really so glad that you took the time to to sit here and, and talk with us. I know that we 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 talked for a while, but it was it was super fun. I really, really, really enjoyed it and, and hopefully you you felt like it was a two way conversation. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No. Such a pleasure, so much fun. I, I find stuff like this easy because I could talk about it all day long. Um, so we could sit here probably another hour and I wouldn't be bored. Um, so yeah, no, you guys were incredible. You guys asked great questions. Thank you guys for thinking of me and being interested in me and wanting to know more and share that with your guys' audience. Like truly, it means so much um, to just have you guys as not only like peers in the industry, but I call you friends. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much. This was so fun. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Who Cares podcast. 
If you liked this episode, please hit the subscribe button. If you want to follow along for more of our shenanigans, check us out on Instagram at Nathan and Zoe. Or if you'd like more info on us, you can find our website at NathanandZoe.com. See you next week.